Hey, happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to our Spiritual Leadership for Today podcast. I'm Rob Rodriguez. I serve here on the board of America's Keswick. And as always, we have Katie Stover, who serves in our marketing department. So we've been going over a series on leadership uh, from 1 Timothy, and today we're going to get a little bit into Titus. But before we get into all that, let's find out what's going on at Keswick. Yeah, so this coming weekend, we have our winter weekend getaway. Um, it's geared towards families to just come and get away from life for the weekend. And we have a bunch of activities planned and it's going to be the 19th, 20th and 21st. It's going to run just like a regular conference, just without the sessions. And it's going to be a lot of fun. And then Saturday, the 20th, we have our coffee house worship night with the Colony Grad Band nice. and it's free and it's at seven o'clock, but you have to register online to get all that information. You can go to our website, www americaskesic.org or you can call 1-800-453-7942. Awesome. Thanks. So my family has been here for a lot of uh, uh, conference events, but also some of these weekends where there's not a lot going on. And I'm telling you, it's a great getaway for your family. So please sign up, go to the website, call the number so uh, we can get you hooked up with that. So today uh, during our uh, podcast. It's going to be something that's a little personal to me, just going through First Timothy, Second Timothy, and Titus. We're going to talk about emotions and leadership. And so you're not going to want to miss today's session. And after I'm done sharing a little bit from God's Word, we'll get into some small group questions. So we're looking at First Timothy chapter 3, and then we're going to look at Second Timothy chapter 1, and then we're going to go into Titus chapter 1. So we're going to look at three portions of Scripture um, just to kind of let us uh, kind of get the idea of what it means when the Bible says that basically a leaders ha leaders have to be emotionally and spiritually healthy and so you know that's that's something that i think we forget about when we're looking at um just how things need to run in life sometimes uh, we expect our leaders to be perfect we expect them to be there all the time and then we also expect especially pastors to uh, be on 24 7 and then in the middle of all that never never ever 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 to get upset or anything like that and i'm here to tell you it's just it's just not that way and so I'm going to share some stuff with you just personally, some things that, that I've gone through and some things that I've tried to work on in my own life, some missteps that I've made and how I've tried to correct those things. And so basically the big idea for today is this Christian leaders must have emotionally healthy attitudes and relationships. And so if you don't get anything else out of today, I want you to get this. We will be leaders who have to have self-control and emotional maturity. So the opposite of that is not having self-control and, and being immature emotionally. So, um, for me specifically, one of the things that I think is one of the biggest challenges that I have um, is that I'm, I'm, all, I'm a people pleaser, so I like to make sure I, I don't like when people don't like me. Um, but in the same regard, I'm also someone who gets really close with people quickly. And so whether that's my staff or whether that's uh, friends in ministry, it, it happens really quick. The problem is the closer you get to people, um, the closer and easier it is for them to hurt you. And so think about that in, in a church setting where you're the pastor and you have, you're the shepherd and you have sheep and the sheep are really close friends, but you're also the one that watches out for their soul and you're also the one that speaks truth into your life and what if they hurt you or what if you hurt them how do you handle those things and so one of the things that I've uh, struggled with and I'm, and I'm and I'm asking God to help me with more and more each day is this idea of being able to constructively and health and in a health way vent about maybe a situation or may even be a person, but always with the point of trying to, uh, you know, come to a resolution. 
And sometimes that doesn't work. Sometimes I get angry. Sometimes I get upset. And hey, you know, sometimes even now, and I'll share this with you, sometimes I may use a, a, a word that's off color and sometimes the, a profanity may come out because that's my carnality. And if that happens, you know, it, it's one of those things that, that, that can be detrimental. And so the idea of being emotionally healthy is a big deal. It has a lot to do with self-control. And so I want us to read 1 Timothy chapter 3, and then we're going to go into 2 Timothy chapter 1. And here's what 1 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 3 says this, okay? And this is in the qualifications of an elder. So I'll start in verse 1. It says this, This saying is trustworthy. If anyone aspires to be an overseer, he desires a noble work. An overseer, therefore, must be above reproach, the husband of one wife, self-controlled, sensible, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not an excessive drinker, not a bully, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not greedy. So if you look at those qualifications, it has a lot to do with not only the character, but the emotional health of a leader is someone who has to be above reproach, which means it doesn't mean perfection, but what it means is that it's not that it doesn't have a steady character of being someone of ill repute, okay? Or the husband of one wife, that he's a one woman type of man, that he's self-controlled, that he has himself, uh, you know, lined up with the scripture and able to control his emotions. He's sensible. He thinks about things the right way. He's respectable. He talks to people a certain way. He's hospitable. He treats people a certain way. He's able to teach that he's able to show people a certain way. He shouldn't be someone who drinks. And the reason why is because you think about, think about just the context of the first century, there was no refrigeration. So when you're looking at a bottle of what they would call everything wine, you don't know whether that is like grape juice or whether it's been sitting there for 10 years and as soon as you drink it, you're gonna get drunk. And so because of the character of the man, he has to be care more careful than other people. Not a bully, but gentle. Someone who's not mean. Someone who doesn't wanna have fights. Someone who's not greedy. These are all things that a pastor needs to be. So now if we go to 2 Timothy, if you wanna turn with me to 2 Timothy chapter one, um, here's what, uh, what the Bible says on that as well. So uh, Paul, an apostle of, of Jesus Christ by the will of God, for the sake of the promise of life in Christ Jesus, to Timothy, my dearly loved son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. I thank God whom I serve with a clear conscience as my ancestors did, when I constantly remember you in my prayers night and day, remembering your cheers, I long to see you so that my, my, I may be filled with joy. I recall your sincere faith that first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and now I'm convinced in you also. So this is what he says, therefore I remind you to, to rekindle the gift God, of God that's in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and sound judgment. All right, so let's put these two things together, then we're gonna go into uh, Titus chapter one and verse seven. So think of a time in your life for pastors think about a time in your ministry where you've seen people who are timid and afraid how do we minister to those people think about a time in our life in our ministry when we knew someone who had an enormous temper temper how do we help them when they need to be helped so think about this if a leader has to deal with people who have a bad temper or people who are timid he needs to be somebody who's always able to be balanced in the middle. How do we handle them? Are we able to be vulnerable at the same time not have negative emotions? And so um, the, the verses that we read, it deals with leaders 
uh, speaking about not only their parenting and not only about their family, but Christian leaders have to have not only have good spouses and, good, and be good mothers and fathers, but they're supposed to be able to handle their emotions and so and show self-control, especially as it comes out in interpersonal communication. So um, there's a there's a movie that came out in 2015, one of, one of my favorite movies called Inside Out. And it's a, it's a Pixar movie that has to do with the coming of age of a young girl. And the way that, it's, it, that it comes out is that she has these dis- different emotions that have character. So she has joy, she has sadness, she has fear, she has anger, and she has disgust. And these all these emotions guide this young girl to come to realize the importance of not one being all, but all of them being important. And so think about this for a second. In the middle of having joy and sadness and fear and anger and disgust, a leader has to be somebody who has self-control with all of their emotions. So how do you learn how to control joy, sadness, fear, anger, and disgust? Well, the Holy Spirit of God is what helps you to control those things. That's what the Bible says, to be controlled by the Spirit of God. Not being controlled by alcohol, but being controlled by the Spirit of God. Think about that for a second. Someone who is inebriated is someone who's being completely controlled by an outside source. So Paul makes the distinction, instead of being controlled by this outside substance, be controlled in the same manner, in the same power, if not even more than the Spirit of God. You know, in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 3, it says that the Spirit of God doesn't make us timid. It gives us power and love, but it also gives us a sound mind and self-discipline. So Paul's talking to this young pastor, Timothy, and this young pastor, Titus, and he tells them that fear and being timid are natural emotions, but sometimes they can be overwhelming just like anger. And so if Timothy was guided by the Holy Spirit, he'll lead out of love and out of power and out of a sound mind. And so um, let's go to Titus chapter 1 and and verse 7. Titus chapter 1 and verse 7. And this is actually the, another young man that worked closely with, with the Apostle Paul. And this is what he says about being a pastor. He says this, as an overseer of God's household, a leader has to be blameless, not arrogant, not hot-tempered, not an excessive drinker, not a bully, not greedy of money. And so Paul instructs Titus that somebody shouldn't be quick-tempered. So this is the idea of responding instead of reacting. Reacting is when you do it out of emotion and you do it quickly. Responding is when you let the spirit control what's going to happen. So Paul charges uh, the church by talking to Titus and tells them um, that if the if the a pastor can't be a, a newbie, okay, he has to be somebody who's been in the faith for a while because people who are new in the faith can be, uh, can have the devil have a foothold in their life. That's what Ephesians chapter four says, because of them not knowing how to control their anger. So uh, also it talks about in Titus about a leader being overbearing. An overbearing person is someone who needs to be controlled in control of situations and know how to let others control in situations. So the idea of being gentle, the idea of being patient, like 1 Timothy chapter three, um, talks about this power that comes from a gentle spirit. Everybody thinks someone who's boisterous is the one who has the best spirit. No, it's somebody who's balanced and and, and in self-control. Um, I had a I had a friend of mine in Georgia who um, is, a, is a Christian school teacher, and um, uh, her name is Gail Edmondson. Gail Edmondson, I've never heard her raise her voice once, but if she wanted to get a point across to a child that was misbehaving, that kid cried because she would just get lower and softer and more calm as she was disciplining them. So think about that. Where does your strength come from? Where does your emotional response come from? Does it come from anger? Does it come from frustration? Uh, I've been there. Uh, you know, I'm, 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 
I'm, I'm dealing with it right now, you know? And so this is kind of uh, right on target for me to, to maybe talk about this. We have to watch our, our mental health. We have to watch our anger and our emotions. Um, only leaders who recognize that they're flawed are the ones that are gonna make it out alive. The ones that think that they can handle it are the ones that are gonna get chewed up by the devil and spit out. So I, I'm imploring you, if you're a leader, uh, remember we said you're gonna be one whether you like it or not. What are you doing to make sure that you are emotionally and spiritually healthy? So we looked at First and Second Timothy and Titus, and we looked at attitudes, emotions, and how that affects leadership. And I shared some stuff with you uh, that I've had, I've had in my own life as the way of experience. Which we're talking about just um, sometimes when we lose our cool and, and what we've learned from that. And so um, we've all been there. And sometimes I think, like I said, we put leaders on this pedestal of being perfect. And sometimes we take the um, the Bible phrase uh, beyond reproach or above reproach to mean like, you know, there's never going to be any issue of, of sin or carnality. And it's just not true. Pastors are people, leaders are people, just like everybody else. Remember, we are, we're all called to lead somebody. So we're all going to have this time and when we trip up. And so what we do with that once it uh, comes to light is what's important. And so um, Katie's going to kind of run me through some questions just so we can uh, hopefully share with you. And of course, if you have any comments, please make sure to comment in the thread and we'll try to answer those as soon as we can. Yeah. So when you are stressed, how do you respond to those you lead over? Uh, like I said, usually sometimes not the right way. You know, sometimes it's more of um, just because I want things my way or I want things done right. And sometimes I'll even blame good things. Like I'll say, because I'm a perfectionist, you know, I want things to be done right. Not realizing that sometimes my OCD nature takes over and I don't respond the right way. If a leader's supposed to respond the right way, and what I've learned because I haven't responded the right way sometimes is this, that we have to not only have empathy for the people that we're leading to see where they're coming from, but recognize we also have, a we want to have mercy and grace. I think about it this way. When you mess up, you want people to have mercy and grace, right? Mm -hmm. But why is it when people mess around with you, you don't want to give that to them? Mm -hmm. And so I think it has to come all around. You have to realize that the gospel and the blood of Jesus is, is there to cover everyone that he's called. And so if that's the way that it works, then we need to, um, you know, just kind of recap, take time, if, if you're going to have a conversation in the moment, don't have the conversation, then um, really just think about what you want to say, what wants to be accomplished. And the goal is always supposed to be reconciliation because that's I think that's the greatest stress reliever when a, when a relationship is restored and renewed. Mm -hmm. So what's the difference between reacting and responding? So reacting is emotional. Responding is by principle. So reacting is what, you know, what my Latin blood wants to do all the time. I get upset, something happens. And in the, in the guise of trying to want to get it fixed right away, I'll react. When we react, what happens is we don't think, we don't pray, we just do. And that's usually happens when we're, when we're the most carnal. And that, that happens to me all the time. And if you're honest, it probably happens with you too. So responding is different. Responding is not sweeping it under the carpet. Responding is taking care of what needs to happen. But usually a, a biblical response has prayer involved. It has reading the Bible. It has getting around other people that keep you accountable and you know, kind of bring it all together to get the, the best resolution possible. So what's the difference between, oh, I already read that one. Have you had a leader who handled their emotions and attitudes well? Yeah, I had um, my, uh, my pastor growing up, uh, David Acevedo, he handled things really well. And I noticed when he got older, he started to handle things not so well, but I think that's what happens when, when you get older. But I remember in his prime, he would never 
um, get angry. He would never get upset. I'm sure he did, I just never saw it. But even I remember one specific time, I was just this little kid and there was choir practice and me and my brothers were running and I slid, I slid all the way down the floor in the annex and like banged into the piano while he's playing the piano. And like my mom and dad were livid and my pastor just looked at me and he was like, Robert. So he responded the right way. And then he talked to me later about it. So he's one of the greatest influences in my life. So That's good. So then describe a leader who didn't handle their emotions well. Besides me, because I'm, I'm going to be the, the, the biggest one on this. I, I would say that I had, I had one, one person who led us one time um, who just, he just got caught up in the moment and there was a lot going on and his frustration just got the best of him. And I remember him going into the pulpit that way. And you could just tell he was talking about specific people. It was just a really ugly scene. He apologized for it. He, you know, he repented. And of course we all, um, you know, had, had a good discussion and we got along after that because, because we, we came to resolution. We didn't react, we responded. Mm -hmm. So, so guys, thanks for joining us. Um, we're really excited that you're with us. So next week will be the last week of this podcast. And the next week we'll let you know what's coming up next on our new series after that. So, uh, really excited that you join us on Monday. Make sure you're looking at all the podcasts throughout the week. Make sure you share, like, do whatever, blast, do whatever you want to do to get to get the word out there. And uh, make sure to comment in the thread if you have anything to say. Well, God bless you. Have a good Monday afternoon.